Hello to everyone tuning into the Highly Optimized Podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing conscious leaders who are living a life beat to their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your ability to lead and manifest your dreams in this reality. It is no coincidence that every person I have met who is abundant in wealth is into real estate in some way, shape, or form. For me, happiness isn't created by money, but rather by freedom. And freedom stems from the ability to choose what adventure I want to be a part of moment to moment, which is determined by the financial security I have within my life. Today's guest is a longtime friend and brother of mine who has chosen to lead his own path in life and along the way has become quite interested in the subject of real estate. In this episode, we will be discussing his journey into entrepreneurship, what challenges he has faced along the way and how he has been able to move through them, what tips he has for those looking to get into real estate, and much, much more. So please, give me a hand and welcome me, my man, Dave Agoli, to the show. Dave, <laughs> happy to have you here, my Thank man. Thank you, man. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. This is, this is amazing. Yeah, man. You know, it's funny. It feels like just yesterday we were skateboarding in my driveway, and now <laughs> I know. we're here doing I know, seriously. Things, you know? Yeah, yeah, for real. For real. Oh, yeah. yeah, those are crazy times, man. Like, I, I knew you since I was 15. <laughs> yes. Like, that, that's just amazing to me. And, like, uh, I'm just happy to be here. I've never been in, like, a professional podcast setting. Yeah. It's super fun, man. Yeah, for sure. And it's like weird how you like you put a microphone in, in front of somebody and suddenly everything changes, right? Yes. It's like speaking in front of people. Like Dude. it's like crazy. So, you know, yeah. I probably got butterflies in my stomach. I still do sometimes, but I probably got butterflies in my stomach for a solid, like probably the first six months I did podcasting oh, where yeah. like I would be running through the intro. And as soon as I got done with the highly optimized part, I would feel my nervous system becoming upregulated and I would have to like, remember like, okay, breathe, don't run out of breath in the middle of a sentence. You know, there was so much analysis paralysis going on. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah, man. absolutely. <laughs> and, I, and I feel the same thing. Like when I, cause I, sh- I shoot a lot of videos for like social media education and sort of like entertaining stuff and mm. I feel that like exactly what you're saying so it's been something that I've been working on to like get good at talking on video and yeah. like just be in those uncomfortable situations to where you have to you're kind of forced to become that role that you're trying to fulfill you know absolutely so yeah that's where the alter ego comes in you know yeah, so absolutely. handy you know uh, Beyonce has one and someone's someone's gonna know who's listening I always forget this one but she's got this uh, alter ego that she used to use when she got on stage and you figure like Beyonce like what a unit right why does she need an alter ego well, because she got nervous on stage too, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, after a while, you start to realize like, oh, there's actually nothing to be afraid of. Of course, when you're doing a lot of the stuff, we both do like meditate and breath work and do mindset stuff. You know, all of that helps as well. But the most important thing that I found is just getting the reps in. If you can realize that it's literally copy and paste to anything in life, especially like we're going to be talking about a lot of entrepreneur stuff today, right? Like I am making quote unquote mistakes almost every day in some way, shape or form and learning from them, right? So where I might have been able to work a job where I didn't make as many mistakes, I might not have learned as much. But now that I'm doing my own thing, yes, I'm making a lot of mistakes, especially failing forward in the the beginning. But in order to learn so much more and be so much more confident now, like I can hop on podcasts, I can go on stage, I can do different things and feel confident doing it just because I know I've done it enough now where I'm like, all right, I'm not going to literally drop dead. And if I I did, well, that'd be a pretty cool way to go out, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. at least you went out like a badass, right? Exactly. You know, the burnout that fade away. (laughs) And and you're definitely right about that, like the whole failing thing. And, And, you know, I've learned more, like I haven't been in real estate 
that long. Like mm-hmm. I'm kind of like this is coming from a perspective of like someone who is fully engulfed in it right now and mm-hmm. going through that pain period and really figuring stuff out and making a lot of mistakes, as mm-hmm. you said. And I even went to college for a business and entrepreneurship, which is not offered at many schools, but it's like how to like start a business. We had like uh, you know classes on how to do like get money, get capital, do all these things, mm-hmm. and. It's still never amounted to the amount that I'm learning and that I've learned in these past six months actually doing something like this, you know? So uh, I'm just pumped to be, to be even doing this right now and to be learning so much. And it's like a project to me that just means so much mm-hmm. that like it kind of hurts when you mess up. But at mm-hmm. the same time, when I go back to that point where I have to deal with the same situation, I always tweak. It's always like try it, tweak it. And then try it again and like, you know, just you keep going and going until you, you master what you're trying to do, you know? So absolutely. Yeah. And that's like, I mean, you talk about any great person at anything, right? Like they fall in love with the process and that's what we're talking about, right? Is that like originally I measured my self-worth based off of how well I did something and how well I did something was based on if I got it right or wrong. And then over time I realized that, oh, actually I'm just as excited now to make a mistake because I know that there I'm going to learn something. And now that I've identified myself as the learner rather than the knower, you know, I know that anytime I get something quote unquote wrong, it's an opportunity to learn and grow and prosper and also make myself more resilient, right? Because let's face it, we live in a, you know, Boston, it's a, it's a city environment. It's fast paced thing. People are moving. It's a little bit doggy dog, you know, (laughs) if you decide to look at it that way. And the more that you can, you know, make these mistakes and fail forward and fail fast and just pick yourself up and keep going. I mean, really, what else is there in the world that can get to you if you're okay with that process? Exactly. Yeah. And it's and it's like, you can't think that you have to know everything before you start. Mm. And you can't think that you already know everything before you start. And you, there's people that, that, that they tell me like, oh, you should start a team or do this because there's many different ways to make money in real yeah. estate. Um, but right now, like I'm in that period where I'm learning as much as I can by doing and by reading and all these things. But I first, before I do anything regarding teams or anything like that, I want to build the credibility. And I've been showing everybody like on social media this whole process of what I'm going through because I want them to unmistakably know that when I get to that point that he worked his whole way there. Like there wasn't like any fake it or make it. Like I, I showed everybody everything that I was doing throughout the whole time. And there's no mistaking that like, just that's how it was. And like, you have to humble yourself and know that you don't know everything. And at the same time, you can't be scared. Like, wait, before I start this, I have to know every single thing about it and read everything about it. You know, like you have to just, you have to throw yourself in like that. Like I said, like I went to school for business, all this stuff. It like, didn't mean as much as when I really started it and had to really put it to use. So mm. yeah, it's, it's been interesting for sure. Yeah. yeah you know, and, and really what that is, is like having the direct experience of something, right. And mm. Carl Jung has a favorite quote or a fam- famous quote that says intellectualism is a common cover up for fear of direct experience. Right. And what I mean by that is think about how many people have PhDs, AKA piled higher and deeper. Mm. And <laughs> like, you know, they have these, these degrees, but they can't actually apply it in any way, right? Because they've been taught what to learn, but not how to learn. So they might have a long list of things they know, quote unquote know, but when they actually go try to apply them, they can't see the correlations between all the different subjects and bring it together in a nice container that actually allows them to live life as someone who's a psychiatrist or a psychologist or someone in real estate or someone who's a coach or therapist or whatever. That's one of the biggest things that I found is that at a certain point, 
you have to go live it yourself. I mean, I talk about this with psychedelics for a lot of people, right? Like I went to school for psychology and, you know, in those books, a lot of people that have never done psychedelics talk about psychedelics as if they know what it's like. And mm-hmm. at a certain point, there's a reason why Freud and all these great psychologists, to use this random example, experimented with them, right? Because you can't really know until you experience it yourself, right? Exactly. And it's the same with anything. Like people that talk about real estate, right? It's like, listen, you can learn all you want from the books. You can talk about it. You can watch podcasts, but until you actually go try to do it, you're not going to be able to find what system is going to work for you because your logical mind, your left brain is going to be telling you, oh, this one makes the most money. This one is the easiest, you know, or whatever things the logical mind comes up with. But you might find when you go do that, that you hate it. And you might find that a quote unquote harder approach, you actually can find your own little zest of twist on yep. and you enjoy it. And that's the most important thing. Like, do you enjoy what you yeah, do? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah. And there's all, there's also all kinds of journeys that people have been on that like one thing worked for them, one thing worked for the other. And then you just have these conflicting like things going on in your head. Like, is this going to work or should I do this? And until you try it yourself, you're not going to know. And really like I've, I've been trying some different approaches, like even in the last six months that I've, I, I tweak them every few months just to see like, okay, what was working? What didn't work? So yeah, there, there's just been cer- certain things that people have a perception of. And then you go into it, like, like it just hits you like a, like a train kind of like you, you go in thinking, Oh, maybe like the broker gives you a client every now and then people are calling in, Hey, sell my house, but it's really not how it works. Like you're, you're the marketing department, the sales department, you're, you're the janitor, the CEO, everything that runs a business. Like you start to realize like, Oh, I, I have to do everything like at first, at least like, unless you have like some sort of wealth coming into it, like to hire people and leverage that, then you, you are doing everything yourself. And that's, what's really been like, it's what kind of sets people away from certain things like this. But at the same time for me, like when the time that is now that people usually quit, I've been like enjoying extra for some reason. Like I feel like I just been learning so much and I'm kind of a control freak in that sense where I do want things my way. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, so that's just been a great experience. And uh, I forget who said this quote, but they were just like the hardest part of running a business when you hire people and mm. it's because no one's going to care about it the way you do. Right. hundred percent. So yeah, that's just like something like I want to set everything the way I need it first. And then maybe one day I'll leverage that and we'll see where it goes. Maybe I'll hire people who I feel like have the same aligned vision, but until then, yeah, man, it's just been, it, it's just been me and it's, it, it's, it's been fun, honestly. So well, yeah. you know, it's it's really cool because, you know, from the outside looking in, people could be like, wow, you work so much, you know, oh my God, you don't have any free time. But what I want to tell these people, right? And and again, this is not like a judgment on what they are perceived to be doing or anything, but I've worked jobs for other people, right? Mm-hmm. And there's there's nothing wrong with it, right? But if you are someone who knows that you like are wanting to do something and leave a mark on the world and leave a legacy. And this is not that these people are better or anything, but just, you know, if you're that kind of person, right? Mm-hmm. Just straight up, you know, if you're like really wanting to go for it, right? Mm-hmm. And by going for it, you're going to have to sacrifice a lot. There's going to be a lot of challenges, going to be all of these things, right? But still, you know, that creating your own business is the most fulfilling thing I've ever been a part of. I mean, like creating highly optimized for me, you know, I found myself getting extremely aggro at the job I was working at because I was extremely passionate about what I did, which was cannabis, right? I worked in the legal industry right? and I found that, you know, like you were saying, like I wanted to control things in a way where there was things that weren't being done by people above me Mm -hmm. that I wanted done. And I didn't know how to communicate that in a healthy way at that point. So I was coming off like an asshole, like Mm -hmm. just straight up. Right. And 
So eventually at one point I realized, okay, you know what? It's my fault that I'm keeping myself in this position, right? I don't need to be here, right? There's no one to blame except me. Also, these people, they're, they're making quote unquote money, right? So it just because they're not passionate the way I am doesn't mean that they're running their business quote unquote wrong. It just means that they're not doing it the way I'm in alignment for. And then that becomes a decision on my part to say, Hey, maybe it's time I go do my own thing. Right. And since doing that, like you were talking about, I mean, marketing, sales, business development, I mean, you know, all of the aspects of business. I did alone for the first year and then thank goodness if you're listening to this, Alex, you're such a unit. I brought Alex Morningstar in because he is such a unit and he understands and gets a lot of enjoyment off of the things I don't. Like we, we sync up perfectly. Mm. I love going on podcasts, going on shows, biting some big bites out of things and putting myself in some like really like, whoa, like, mm. you know, like scary situations in terms I, of like, like, you know, being on stage and stuff. And he enjoys doing a lot of the back end stuff. And he's also amazing at facilitating retreats and doing all the things that like really just logistics, right? Like making sure like, you know, I can be in the middle of a conversation of the retreat and he'll come up to me and be like, Hey, all the guys are in there. We're starting a workshop at this time. This is what's going to be on. Everything's good. I got everything set. And I'm like, dude, thank God. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I found that bringing that one person and has helped me so much, but you were right in the sense that when you bring someone in, it's almost like this is going to be a weird polyamory type thing, but it's almost like bringing someone into a relationship in your life, right? It is, yeah. Like you're monogamous in your, in your business, right? Yeah, and then yeah, you're yeah. deciding to bring someone in and it's like, you got to kind of have that thing. It's like, well, Hey, this is my number one. My business is my number one, but yeah. I'm gonna, I want you to be my number two. All right. Mm-hmm. So now we have to figure out how we all flow as a tripod, right? Or mm-hmm. quad pod or quint pod. I don't yeah. know what goes on past that, but <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it's interesting. And Real estate's this booming thing, right? It's, it's, it's been booming for a long time. And, you know, I know that many people, including myself, for a little while got into it, got into the idea of it before I started highly optimized and like, Hey, I want to make money. And so I'm curious for you, like, what are some of the biggest misconceptions that people have about real estate that you found, right? And getting into real estate yourself, right? I imagine that if you were like me, you're like, Oh, I'm going to get into real estate and I'll work my ass off and I'll be making a ton of money in the first year. Right. Yep. And so I'm curious, like, what are some misconceptions you found within the real estate game that people that are listening may want to learn about before they get into real estate? So yeah, the, you definitely nailed the first one, which is, uh, <laughs> people think they're going to just get in and get rich and then uh, that's it. It's going to be that easy. Oh, you just sell houses, do a couple open houses and, and that's it. But, but really, it's just so much more than that. And the thing is, the barrier to entry for real estate is so low that basically anyone can become a real estate agent. So that's why it's so saturated to the point where the failure rate is so high. It's like 80% or something like that. You know, I don't know the exact number, but it's like there's so many people who think it's so easy to do and they, they get their license and then realize, oh, wow, this is a lot. And the fact that it's all commission based is something that, you know, it's, it's, it is a scary thing and it involves a lot of risk. But if you do want to make a lot of money, that's where, that's where it's at is like you have to incur some risk. It, like you have to, you have to get to that point. And, you know, and there's nothing wrong with doing things the other way. Like you said as well, like I worked a corporate job before this, uh, actually right across the street. And, but then when the pandemic hit, you know, I thought I was good. I thought I was secure. I had a job and after college and made my, you know, my parents happy, everything, Quote you know, benefits, yeah, right? benefits you know, <laughs> exactly. Worship, you know? Yeah. And then the pandemic hit and I got laid off and like, it was like, boom, my whole world shattered. Like mm. I, I, I was like, dude, like, what am I going to do? Cause it was, 
already so difficult to get a job, like a corporate job after college, because it's, it's not guaranteed with a degree and all that yeah, stuff. So, especially in big cities. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, I, I got into real estate because I, I knew that Boston is such a great market. It's, it's always it's a lot of builders, a lot of uh, real estate investors. It's like a lot of that type of thing, and it's something that I could really put my own personality into as well. Because at the end of the day, they don't work with your brokerage; they work with you. Like, mm-hmm. do they like you, or do they, or do they not? And that's the that's the biggest factor of if someone's going to work with you. So the hardest, like the biggest misconception is that like you just do open houses and it's so easy and you make money and it's just not like that. The reality of it is you have to find your own business and it's just like really, it, it's, it takes a lot of, of skill developing your own skills and sales, like how to talk to people, how to communicate uh, your vision, how to, how to really even find people you should be talking to and who not to waste time on. And, and just a lot of things like that. Some misconceptions. Uh, there's ways that you can make money in real estate that that'll be easier for you down the road. But at first, it's really just about building connections with people, like building relationships. And you don't get money straight away just off of a deal. Like it might be people that want to sell in six months or twelve months or or whatever. And the biggest thing is to stay top of mind. Like. How, what is an, what is a good way to stay top of mind so that every time they think of real estate, I want them to think of me like that every single time if I can, you know, and that's, that's like a, just a battle for attention. And a big misconception again is that people think that, you know, you don't have to actually reach out to people and do all these things, but it really takes like putting yourself out there in a big, big way. And mm-hmm. that's why I think a lot of people were shocked when I became an agent, like in my circle kind of, of people, my, network they like saw me making all these videos putting all all this content and they were like holy like he's really into this or whatever and it's true that i am into this but like that's what it takes is like someone who's really gonna dive head first and like really gonna do everything and like now anytime that you that you think of me or real estate we're one in the same like we're one entity and like that's what i wanted to encompass and kind of make it also fun and cool at the same time, not yeah. just like your typical boring agent and stuff like that. So yeah, you don't want it to smell like cat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't want it to be just like a cookie cutter thing. Like I, I wanted to also prove that you can be fully yourself and do things in a way that is unique. And, and actually that is much better. Like you stick to the professional things that you like, you want to be professional, but you don't want to be just like a boring guy that like, Oh, I have a friend who's a realtor. I don't need this guy, like whatever. But you want to be like, Oh, I have a friend who's a realtor, but this guy is so like interesting. And like the way he like captivates, you know, my attention, my emotions, like all, all these things, like that's, that's going to help you way longer like in the long run, you know? Yeah. So being yeah. charismatic, being smooth, right? Like exactly. those are the things, especially like our generation, right? Like our generations, you know, they can smell office supplies from a mile away, right? Yeah. Like if you're like, Oh, hello, how is the weather today? It's just like, yep. yikes, dude, like that is yep. not fun. And so, you know, speaking for myself anyway, I mean, that's why I got into my own business. Cause I never wanted to be able, like, I would rather have to work 16 hour days for myself than ever, get told what to do by someone who I know 
doesn't line up for me and isn't maybe the right way to do business. That's what I was dealing with at my other place. Right. And eventually I was like, Ryan, you're here because you put yourself here. Just get yourself out of here. Right. And so social media and all these things, they get such a bad rep a lot of times, but if you use them as the tools they are, right? Like a hammer is terrible if you go smashing TVs with it. Right. (laughs) But if you use it to hammer nails in, it's a pretty damn good tool. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Instagram, uh, Facebook, I mean, I'm on clubhouse now as well. Um, just all the different platforms, they can be so beneficial when it comes to advertising, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it does take some time, but it also, you know, it forces you to be innovative and creative in the ways in which you approach people. Because if you are, you will stand out on there. Yep. And, you know, I'm curious for you, like, what has been the hardest part of getting into all those networks? Has it been like setting everything up initially? Has it been choosing what networks to go on? Has it been the time that it's taken to put into social media along with running your business? Like what's the hardest part? You know, really what I'm gearing towards here is like if someone listening is like, Hey, what do I need to do in 2021 to get into real estate? They can hear what you've been doing and kind of make their own plan before they actually, you know, put their feet to the pavement. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you asked that um, because there's a couple different things that I wanted to mention. So the first thing that, I knew going in was like, I knew that social media was very important and, and all these things just right off the bat. But I wanted to make sure to do the traditional way of getting business first. Like I wanted to learn the fundamentals first because, okay, cold calling is something I started with. Like it's, it's outbound marketing. Like you reach out to people and you call them and you try to get business and, and all this stuff. And it's just on the spot right there on the phone. You're speaking to someone, they don't know who you are. How can you make that work? You know? And that stuff is really tough, but I wanted to make sure to at least do that for a while because Say you did start with the social media stuff and you never had spoken to someone about real estate. Even if you get a lead, you're not going to be able to turn that into a client as well. Like, so it's an art that like, if you keep, if you call, if you make calls for a while, you'll get better at the conversation, the flow, the scripts, like all these different things that you need that fully like are like a well-oiled machine by the end. After I got done doing the cold calls and like, I did some door knocking even like, believe it or not, like that's how far I, I was willing to go just for myself. And that's, that's something that's a big reason why I started this is just like if it's for me I, I and I care about something like I'll do anything for it like so I will go door knock if I need to so I did do that as well which is a powerful face-to-face interaction which I think is a lot more effective but it's in 2021 with the pandemic and all that it's a little like, yeah. a little dicey a little you shaky. know <laughs> so yeah exactly so I did it for, like in my neighborhood and like different places that I felt more comfortable in and then um, but as in regard to social media I think a good way to go about things is inbound marketing, which is more you put out content and like you kind of make that content educational, but also like make it so you're an expert teaching people. You turn yourself into a teacher basically. Mm -hmm. And you kind of, you kind of spread that with like, you know, there's ads and different things you can do to spread your message and all these things. But through that, if people repeatedly see you and see you doing these things, they're going to perceive you as a professional and the guy to go to for real estate. And it helps a lot more if somebody already knows you and they already know what you're about and what you're like, who you are before you even speak to them. And in, I've noticed that a lot of buyers these days, like of anything, they'll go on the website first. They'll go look at what the, everything's about, about a company or, or or products. And then they make the decision of, okay, I'll work with this person or I'll buy this thing. So that's something I'm more working towards now that like, I kind of got the fundamentals down of everything and I got the conversations a little bit better and like, and you know, there's always room for improvement, but you know, I'm still, um, I'm, 
I'm pretty confident in that at this point. And then now I'm working more towards a machine of like just making a lot of content and then having that run through all the social medias in which there's services that'll post it all for you and schedule Mm -hmm. your posts and all that, you know, having a CRM, which is like you have everyone's information and stuff. And then they, from clicking on your website and looking through it, it'll attract their behavior and what exactly they're if they're likely of buying or selling their home or and things like that so there's different mechanisms of you know running your social media to have people have it constantly flowing and all you really need to do at that point is make content and then actually go do the work like you know buy uh, help people buy a house sell a house and and i I just think that's really cool and there's a lot to that as well when it comes to trust and you just build trust with with, uh, potential clients out there just it just helps if people know you you know that's just it's less intrusive it's like, oh, I, I didn't ask for your call. Why are you yeah. calling me out of the blue? Like, yeah. I don't want to sell. You sell your house, yeah. you know. So, <laughs> so, yeah, it's just it's just a lot better now when um with this new approach that I'm I'm going for. So I'm excited to see how that goes, you know. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I found with highly optimized and everything I do with coaching too, it's really just understanding your client and their issues, challenges, problems, whatever language you want to use better than they have ever described it. Mm -hmm. So that when they see your ad, they're like, Oh, holy shit. I didn't even realize I had that problem until right now. Right. Yeah. Like you put it into words for them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, that's really where you can meet them because that will start to build trust, right? Then Mm -hmm. they find you, they see that they're like, Whoa. Then they look at your content. They're like double Whoa. And then they reach. (laughs) out to you Mm -hmm. and then it's so much more of like you know it's not so much of like the cold calling type thing where someone's just getting a call from you out of the blue they didn't Mm -hmm. plan it out right because humans are creatures of habit right we don't well you know we i I enjoy spontaneity but when it comes to like vacations not Mm -hmm. like who's calling yeah yeah, i mean like i get a number i don't know i'm like yeah it's going to voicemail yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely and so you know, I love that approach and it, it ties right in with pretty much everything else I've been doing right now with podcasting or any type of entrepreneurship and, and using social media. You want to be able to build that out to understand your client. And so your client understands you and understands that like, Hey, I'm not some schmuck. Mm-hmm. I actually like am fighting for your best interest. I'm going to help you get a better deal out of this too, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm curious, you know, the path of being an entrepreneur, it's it's not for everyone, mm-hmm. right? But it is certainly for some people, right? Mm-hmm. You and I are two of those people. Shalom is another one of those people, yeah. you know? And and it's it's challenging, right? Like I literally work 16-hour days almost every day, right? And I love it. Like it's the best thing ever. Like it is at a point now where like on the weekends, it's hard for me to stop working because I've gone through my patterns of like I'm not good enough, you know, working to try to fix that. It is now literally like... I love going to concerts. I love doing that stuff, but I literally have just as much fun having meetings with Alex, making modules, doing Instagram lives, going on clubhouse, making podcasts. Like it's really challenging for me to actually turn it off because it's simply what I enjoy for play too. Exactly. And so I'm curious, you know, what do you think makes someone want to be an entrepreneur, right? This can be from your own experience or just an open-ended question too. Like, what do you think, why do certain people want to go to be an entrepreneur? And why do you think other people are just like, eh, I'd rather just work for someone else? Because I don't think either is better than the other. Yeah, exactly. I just think different people do different things. Yeah, they both have their benefits. They both have their flaws. You know, Mm -hmm. there's no perfect way to live life or to do Mm -hmm. anything really. And, you know, I thought about this for a while. Like, I I was like, why am I always like, because this is like a pattern in my life. This wasn't just like, oh, I just just woke up and I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's always like everyone's doing one thing, but for some reason I'm just a little bit like this way. Mm-hmm. Like it's like every, we all know we love Mario, but I, but I like Sonic the Hedgehog. Like Dude, you know, my man, <laughs> you know high saying? five. Yeah, I was talking 
talking about? I was like, definitely a Sonic guy. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was <laughs> like, everyone yeah. had like the Nintendo, but I had Genesis and yes. whatever. So yes. I guess it's always been like kind of something that was a rep, like a rep- repetitive thing in my life where I was kind of an outsider. Like, cause I, so my, my story is basically I moved to the States uh, with my parents when I was three years old off of a visa lottery. And mm-hmm. if people don't know what that is, it's basically like you, there's a certain number of visas allocated to different parts of the world. And it's basically a, ra- a computer generated raffle that you, that you win to, to come to America and get a visa and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and uh, my parents, they, they took that chance. And I, I guess from an early age, I just saw that like coming, like just taking a chance at doing something to change your life drastically is like really important. Like, mm-hmm. Because it can really work, and it can really work out if you really care about it and you want to go forward with it. When we did move here, I had to move to different schools pretty much every single year because we had to. We we started out by living at someone's house, and then we got it rented our own little basement somewhere, finished basement from somebody, and then we, you know, like we moved up the ranks and like kind of like I had to go to a different school each year, like I said, and had to adapt every single year to making new friends every single time. So I never like just got settled into one thing and kind of just just stayed there and like kind of grew with it until about like fourth or fifth grade and and by that point I was just already it's like I was already being primed to to talk to new people and to just like want to do and want to be different I was always just different like mm. even from even if I wasn't moving a lot I was still foreign like I was still like <laughs> you know I was still foreign, foreign like AF. yeah foreign <laughs> AF yeah. and like I couldn't help it like you know that was just what I was and then yeah. people kind of like back in the day like not everyone was so used to that. Now it's everywhere. Everyone's yeah, unique. Everyone's diverse and, That's and whatever. Great but about 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll look at some of the good things. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, that was just something that I, I always felt like kind of set apart. And then, so yeah, and I always wanted to, I always, and my sister said it best. It's like, Dave only, like, if he cares and loves something, he'll do it. But if he doesn't, he just won't. And, like, that's just how it is. Like, exactly. if I don't care about something and, like, even if it's a product that I have to sell, like, if I don't love it, I can't sell it because I can't fake anything. Mm-hmm. I can't fake emotion. Mm-hmm. I can't, like, do anything like that. So uh, I guess it's partly all of those things. I guess it's partly sort of maybe a little bit of, like, needing to be feel significant Mm -hmm. because maybe like i don't know like some abandonment like you know there's there's like abandonment issues and things Mm -hmm. like that like and not to put it on any certain person but it it just happens there's like uh, things that happen in life that like you know you kind of you end up living with and growing with and it kind of molds you into who you are and you know that was one of those things that like you know i that's part of it is like oh i want to i want to leave a mark that's significant that is a foundation for not only myself but for like generations after me to come and you know build something that it is done in a way that you know i think is right and i think it is really like going to leave an impact you know so that that was one of the big things and as far as other people, I'm not really sure. I think it's similar type of stuff, but I, I, I'm not really sure. I can only really speak from my experience that like I was, I was always a little different. I always cared about the things I cared about and was very strict on that. And I just followed kind of my passions as far as that went. And, and here it just led me here somehow. So yeah. 
Yeah, and I've always had to, I've always wanted to have a project like throughout all time. The only times like the dark like the darkest times of my life was where I was stagnant and didn't have anything to work on and I just always got into trouble and got into different things that weren't good for me and then like but having something to focus my energy on and to put myself into and to just you know, build something. That's something I've always had. Like me and my friends would always film videos ever since MySpace was around. We filmed like skits and like, just like working on creative things. I think that's why I really love it. It's, it's creative. Like you have to think creatively, you have to adapt creatively and, and you know, put those skills to use, put that side of your brain to use as well as the administrative stuff, you know? Mm. So, yeah, no, that's perfect, man. And you know, like, what I picked up there, I picked up a couple of different things. Number one, like, you know, a man's highest purpose, right? Or a man's highest expression is purpose and freedom, right? Mm-hmm. Like his mission and attaining freedom, right? Mm-hmm. Like think of the Cowboys, right? Like mm-hmm. what did they want more than anything? They just wanted to be free, right? They had a six shot on their side and they were just out there on a horse, exactly. right? And enjoying. And so, you know, for me, I watched my parents worked jobs that they hated, you know, for, you know, security. And, and our parents grew up in a different time. Let's be honest, right? Maslow's hierarchy of needs these days is much different than it was back then. But, you know, considering all the things that are around now, considering it's been easier, it's easier now to be a millionaire than ever before. It doesn't mean it's easy. It's just easier, right? Mm-hmm. There's more opportunity out there. You know, for me, I realized right off the bat, like, well, if I can fail at what I don't want to do, then I might as well put all the effort into doing what I want to do. Because even if I fail, I mean, really, what is failure at the end of the day, right? What, it didn't work out in some random measure like finance or whatever. Mm-hmm. I still enjoyed the hell out of it the whole way through because I chose what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel as though like for other people, what I've talked to, and it sounds like from your example too, like, I want to know that it's up to me, period, yeah. right? Like if I'm working at a corporate job and they lay me off, what power do I have there, right? I can go collect unemployment. I can, you know, I can look for another job, but really I'm powerless in that situation, right? Mm-hmm. I'm putting my my whole entire faith in someone else being able to yeah. give me money, right? Definitely. And And again, yeah. like you're still getting money from other people when you're an entrepreneur, but in terms of like, I know that for instance, if I haven't got a lead one week, I will stay up till two in the morning sending out things and making sure that I'm doing all I can within the realm of like making sure I get enough sleep and I eat enough food to make sure that I'm making this business work. Mm -hmm. And I like having that control, right? If there is one sense of control that I like in life, it's knowing that like it's whatever effort I put in is what I'll get out of it. Because then just like you were talking about, you know, I had this weird pattern for years where I was a shitty employee, right? Mm -hmm. Like I would just, I mean, I'm very good at, getting around things, right? Like yep. if someone, you know, if someone told me like, you can only have 30 minutes for a break, I would figure out exactly when they are like at the most relaxed point of their day. So I can take 40 minutes and yep. get away with it. Right. Like I would figure out all yeah. these things. Right. And I always wondered why it's like, do I have shitty work ethic? Right. All these stories started to play in my head. Oh, what's wrong with me? Why can't I be the star of, of the office? Right. And these kind of things. And then I realized like, Oh, it's because my ego and my inner critic and all the parts of me are looking to actually teach me a lesson. Mm-hmm. They're saying, hey, you can either try to paddle upstream here and make yourself good at something that you clearly don't care about that smells like office supplies to you. Yeah. Or you can choose to take the hint and realize that the only thing you're ever going to take seriously is your own. And ever since I've done that, it's been like, oh, well, like I ever worried about my work ethic? Like yeah. it's crazy. Like Rachel has to literally like smack me in the week. It's like, stop. I, I do the same thing to her and too, it's so right? Crazy, it's right? so fun. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's like... It's it doesn't like make fun. sense to me how like I was the same way. I was yeah. such a shitty employee that yeah. like I didn't care about anything. And now like even when 
when I'm not like working on it per se, like what I'm actually doing, I'm still thinking about it and planning my next move. And like, it's like even off the clock, it's on my mind. And that's the difference I think is like, I, I'm not just clocking out, going home and not thinking about anything again. It's exactly. Like, I'm always, this is like a 24 seven, like thing going on in my head, like at all times. And it's kind of cool, but like, it's just crazy how you can be both sides of the coin, like a shitty employee. But then when it's something you actually give a shit about it, you're like, all right, I'm putting everything into it. Like it's crazy. Yeah. You know, for anyone listening, guys, if you currently value yourself or see yourself as a shitty employee, this might be a huge yeah. clue yeah. that you're actually just like a sleeping unit in disguise right now, working for someone else and aren't passionate about what you're doing. But yet there's so many things that you can do, especially these days, like hit up Dave or I, we'll, we'll have a conversation with you and try to figure out what your purpose in this moment is, right? Because yeah. the way I see it is each person, male or female has an inner purpose first, and then that's what helps them create an outer purpose. Their inner purpose is to quote unquote, wake up, right? Mm -hmm. To realize that, Hey, I am everything and also nothing, right? Mm -hmm. I am the universe experiencing itself, whatever way you want to, you know, engage in it. Right. And the more you recognize that, right. Cause it comes in levels. The more you recognize that, the more that your purpose, your outer purpose will become whatever you're doing, right? Maybe you're holding the door for an elderly lady and you're giving her the smile that changes her whole day around, right? Mm -hmm. You're talking to her when no one out, when she had a belief that no one wanted to talk to her anymore, right? Yeah. You give her five minutes and all of a sudden her life is her, the ripple effect of you doing that is huge because you know, your inner purpose, right? Mm -hmm. So your outer purpose only comes forth when you actually start to recognize your inner purpose and your inner purpose, figuring that out is usually a pretty dark process. Mm -hmm. You know, and I know you've gone through some challenges. <laughs> I've gone through some challenges, right? Like dark nights of the soul. And so I'm curious, like what have been some of the challenges you've gone through that someone listening might be able to say, Oh, I didn't actually view that as a challenge, but maybe now I see it like actually my soul looking to call on me to break down the muscle that is my comfort to be able to build it back stronger so I can figure out my inner purpose. What are some challenges you've gone through in your path to entrepreneurship? Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good question. And, you know, I guess we can start with back, back what I was saying about like abandonment. I think a lot of people, don't realize these issues that it's not like, oh, someone left you at a bus stop when you were a kid. It's that, oh, you needed something and, like emotionally and someone or something didn't nurture that or didn't like, you know, you you have this attachment to things and people and like stuff that you that, that you like. It's almost unhealthy because you 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 aren't fulfilled within yourself. And I think that's been like a huge thing that I worked on before. Like I, I went to therapy and that was a, that was like a great thing for me to like, be like, no, like I'm good enough, like on my own. I don't need like to have this friend group or to, to be, to have these like clothes or to have anything besides like me, like I'm good enough. So that's something I'd say start with for people before anything else is just like figure out your mental state and like, where you want to like uh, really take things and how you what what person do you want to be later on like and how what steps are there to get to to get to that person and uh another challenge is i guess like capital in the beginning is is tough and commission is tough because you have to find your own clientele and it, it's it's a risky process but at the same time it's very rewarding because there's no ceiling so you you literally can do as well like you you can do as well financially as you do professionally like you you keep pushing because if you have you know a paycheck and again this is not to hate on anybody because I could be getting a paycheck you know tomorrow if, if for all I know but the best 
last thing is like just to just to be driven by the fact that you know you have unlimited potential to do whatever you want and uh, not not to limit yourself to you know to really know your own value. It's it's funny because like like you said, the, there's no security really in even a paycheck because what happened to me? I lost my job after COVID and all that stuff and. And it was it was kind of like I didn't know what to do next. So there's really risk with anything you do. But to me, it feels now like if I went to like I'm doing everything I can to avoid a paycheck at this point. 100%. Like I used to, I used to like be yes. like, oh, I need I need a paycheck. Like I'm yes. living paycheck to paycheck. But like now I'm like, dude, I'll do anything not to not to take one. Like. Mm. And uh, basically, yeah, the the challenges have been, you know, maybe save up some money to do whatever venture you have. You can calculate it yourself. Uh, maybe start part time with it and then build it slowly as you go to get like get it to a place where you can fully like transfer over to it. You know, because you don't want to go in and crash and burn at the same time. You don't want to like make any rash decisions, but at the same time, you want to you do want to eventually have a goal to get to and just set little goals for yourself and keep accomplishing them. And don't forget to pat yourself on the back for even the smallest things because you you wouldn't have done it, say, five years ago or you couldn't have done it, you thought, you know. So you really just got to be kind to yourself and, and you know, start to start to really encompass that thing that you you know is within you and you just can't put your finger on it. Try to find what it is. Try to Try to get to that point. Uh, you know, real estate is an infinitely, it's a simple thing and it's an infinitely complex thing at the same time when it comes to running it and, and doing it on your own. And, you know, I'd say a good, a good uh, piece of advice is, you know, maybe find a mentor. That's something that helped me a lot is find someone who is already living the professionally the life you want mm. and kind of see like what they're doing right and what you can do to, to get to that, to get to that point, someone to hold you accountable because too much freedom can also be bad as well. Like, 100%. you know, it's not like I haven't fallen off the yeah. <laughs> flown off the rails by being, you know, too free. You know, yeah. I, I've, I've had, days where i'm like dude like why are you like you it's time to stop thinking about it like start doing yeah, like you yeah. know so it's like netflix isn't gonna solve this yeah yeah, yeah yeah and it's, <laughs> it's, and it's winter it's snowing yeah you know? yeah, yeah. You, you'll find excuses yeah. and yeah so it's it's obviously ups and downs so don't don't feel like oh i'm not perfect and i can't uh, i'm failing like nope just the fact that you're aware of what is wrong is is a step forward that you're like okay i caught myself there i'm gonna get back i'm back on track and then you just keep doing it until eventually you get consistent and then you 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 get to where you want to be really. Hell yeah. 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 The, the part you mentioned that I love very much in there, I loved all of it, but especially the mentor part, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's so huge because mm -hmm. time is the most valuable resource, right? It's not money, right? Mm -hmm. We can make more money. We always, if we have time, we can make more money, but if we have money, we can't necessarily buy more time, right? right. Unless you're, who knows what's going on. Allegedly, you know, <laughs> buy new organs. I don't know what I knew you guys out there, are doing, <laughs> but, but in the normal world, the muggle world, you can't buy new organs. You can't get more time. So for me, I like to look at it that way and then try to find how many ways I can hack the money. I mean, the time system. Mm -hmm. And so the way I think about this is the third door, right? And there's a book called the third door. I didn't make this up, but I did live by this principle my whole life. And when he mentioned this, I was like, Oh my God, my man, like it just, it's such a good book. And so basically he talks about, think about a metaphorical club and he's like, people think there are only two doors, either one door, one, you wait in line like everyone else, right? Or door number two, you're VIP. You were born with a silver spoon in your mouth. You're already loaded and you're fine. Yeah. Right. But there's also a third door and the third door is charismatically 
walking your way by the guard so he doesn't know what you're doing, and then darting down the alleyway, jumping through the kitchen window, crawling under the cabinet, and then <laughs> opening the door and getting into the club, right? Mm-hmm. AKA going out and taking what's yours, yeah. right? And so for me, having mentors has been the number one way for me to hack the time system because mm-hmm. not only do you get to understand the skills and, and not have to do the same mistakes that they went through, but also that mentor's got friends. So you meet that mentor's friends and those guys got friends, right? Mm-hmm. Or girls got friends. And so before you know it, you're in a crowd of people that all of a sudden then they're like, hey, come to this party. So-and-so is going to be there. You're like, who? Like, oh my God, he's going to be there? You're like, yeah. yeah. And then you can go there meet them. And so long as you can do the hack in the time piece and then really understand who you are, aka your inner purpose, your energy is going to radiate. Yeah. And and that's what you know I have found is the most powerful thing. And that's what I help people do in Highly Optimize is I help them unlock their energy so that they can own a room when they walk in because that is the thing that everyone is seriously attracted to. Mm-hmm. Looks are one thing, but the second someone opens their mouth, if their energy is not in alignment with how they look, people are immediately just like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Right. And, and so like, that's been one of the biggest things is like working with mentors, but also learning how to own a room when you walk in. Mm-hmm. And that's, I imagine huge in real estate too. Right. Like, oh, yeah. you know, like you said, like people are working with you, you know, yeah. they're not working with a brokerage. They're not working with everyone else. They're, they're selling to you essentially. Right. Yep. And so being able to walk in there. And this is something that I've found the East Coast has so amazing. And sorry, U.S. Coasters, you guys are amazing. But it's hustle mentality over here, right? Yep. So so what I found, and also we deal with, in Boston, we deal with some brutal weather, right? So like, if you can get yourself through like a January or February day being happy when it's zero degrees outside or blizzard and you got to go to work and clean a foot of snow off your car, if you can get through that kind of stuff, it molds you to fit in anywhere in the world. Oh, yeah. Like I go around the country and it's just like, it's, it's amazing how many people respond well to that, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, dude, I had to work for it, you know? Like yeah. I literally had to work for it because yeah. I, I despise winter, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I'm curious, you know, for someone who's looking to start real estate right now, right? And they have no idea what they want to do. They're just like, it, it interests me. Mm-hmm. What would you recommend they, they go to, right? Like, do you ever, do you have something that you uh, offer yourself that they could go to? Do you have a mentor that you like that they could go to? What's the, what's the setup? You know, if someone's looking to start, how could they get started? If you're at least in the Boston area, I guess you first have to start with the schooling and the best school. I, I, they don't even pay me or anything to say this, <laughs> but it's freedom trail realty school. Definitely go there and, Study the practice tests over and over and over until you get B's on it because the test is hard, but not if you know the material. And I'm a terrible student and I passed it. <laughs> I passed it first try. Uh, I passed the national part of it first try and then the state part of it second try. But people like take it eight times and never, never pass it. So I, I, uh, I give a lot of credit to Freedom Share Realty. Another thing uh, to get into real estate, um, be wary of the brokerage you pick, you know. Uh, there's some that will offer you all this training. So you have to split your commissions with your brokerage. Every transaction you get, they get like either 50, 50, 60, 40, whatever. Most of it will go to you. But in any case, if there's a brokerage who's willing to really train you and give you a mentor and like all this stuff, but they might not have the best split that you're looking for, go there first because that's really where the value is. Like you said, in time, like a mentor might cost you whatever his, his time might be expensive, but like what you learn in that time is, is way more valuable than, than anything. Like you, he worked thousands of hours to gain that knowledge. Like you're, you're buying some of that, you know, that's basically (laughs) what it is. The trade, the trading of that experience almost. And, uh, 
Yeah, that's that's definitely one thing is uh, if you can find a mentor, do that. If there's an agent at your brokerage, the best one, see if you can shadow them, even offer them whatever, some of your, uh, a portion of your deal to, to help you with it. And to, it, like the first year is really, I'm taking it all, all about learning and soaking things in. But also don't be afraid to do, don't be afraid to start because that's where people hold themselves back is, is like they overthink things and they just won't start for themselves. So that's just one thing. It just really is, just start out just start your own process and see where your journey takes you on your own um as far as uh what i'm doing i guess for now i'm building like i said my own sort of uh, experience my own sort of credibility so that down the road i will have classes on this on this stuff i do have a youtube channel that i do real estate uh related content uh real estate agent you can you can find my uh links on my instagram which is also real estate agent down the road i'll be having classes teams all that stuff but i don't want to like you said you have to be congruent with who you are like if you can't just be like oh i'm the best and then when somebody meets you you're you're they, they can tell you don't know what yeah, you're talking I, yeah, about exactly or you do but you're just like a low energy person yeah right? like, like exactly like an energy vampire yeah like, i don't like, care how much you know if you're going to take my energy even if it's it's usually unconscious exactly but, you know these are the things that you know being charismatic being smooth talker like not even necessarily in the ways that people might think of that stuff but just being enthusiastic about what you do and about life yeah for sure Huge. exactly like that that that's literally it man like people can tell when you don't have your heart into things and and like I said, I, you could just be honest with people too. Like I, I came in here. I told you this is coming from the perspective of someone who's in the first year. In like I'm not some expert. Like I'm just someone who is telling you how it is right now from a from a perspective of someone who's really into it. Like someone who's really given is giving all that I can. And that's another thing. Like probably my last point for this question is like don't be afraid to give, whether it's knowledge information like there's always someone one step behind you who you can help who you can be like okay so i'm new but i i know which school you should go to or i know like which brokerage is really nice or like you know things like that that you can offer to people like and that's what entrepreneurship takes is a lot of giving a lot of effort in the beginning and then returns later like you don't immediately you don't immediately get paid off of it so you 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 got to come into it knowing that you're gonna uh, you're gonna put out a lot in the beginning, and then one day the scale is gonna tip, and your experience and your your skills are gonna outweigh the uh, you know everything else, and you're just gonna start making the money that you were waiting for the whole time. And yep, and you'll go to the gods. Yep, yeah, you, you'll be summoned up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I know you mentioned it already, but I want to give you another chance to plug it. You know, where can people find you to connect with you, to learn from you, and just to riff with you, man? Like to you know, to talk with you. I know you might have a podcast coming out too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. If you want to drop that? I, sure. You know, we can. I can hold you accountable. Make you okay. See, there's not already a day to it, right? That's what, what I'm talking about. Do, yeah, know? yeah, exactly. I love it, man. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. I have. Um, so my Instagram is realist Dave Agent, and that's realist as like real, like the realist Dave Agent. Um, nice. And awesome. then uh, yeah, that's the same thing on YouTube. And then uh, Facebook, Dave Agoli. Uh, my per, like my real estate Facebook is uh, Dave Agoli Real Estate Professional. 
Um, the podcast I just started is um, it's a work in progress, but it's I did one episode so far, and it's called uh, the Podstar Agent. You can see that on all platforms very soon because I'm going to put it on Spotify and uh, uh, what's it called Apple Podcasts. Yeah, yeah, they have like services that'll do that, and uh, so that's what I'm working on now. Other than that, I think I got them all. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all. I mainly focus on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube yeah. and the podcast. Yeah, for now because yeah. We're in the same boat. Like yeah. Clubhouse is my newest one. And yeah. it's fun. Like I'm enjoying it a lot. But, oh, yeah. you know, like Instagram is just, I really enjoy Instagram. Definitely. Because you know? again, like we were talking about in the beginning, like using it as a tool. Like mm-hmm. I can tailor what what I see in my feed. It's usually pictures, right? Like Facebook has just become a lot of complaining and just like victim mentality. And it's yeah. just like, you know, so I go on there because there are people like you, right? That I want to stay in touch with that I've yeah. done for a long time. But, you know, it's just I don't go on there too much anymore. But, yeah, no, yeah, Instagram yeah. is definitely a fun Instagram is definitely, yeah, is definitely good. Yeah, awesome. You know, I enjoy YouTube a lot, too. For sure. <laughs> I, would, I would put my stock in, in Instagram, for sure. Uh, yeah, Facebook, I see a lot of, you know, people complaining. And that's that's just one thing that drives me away from it, for sure. Yeah. But um, there is a lot of things that, like, you know, people, if I do want to connect with people who are looking to buy and sell houses, uh, Facebook's a great way, mm-hmm. so I don't alienate it. But at the same time, Instagram and all that is is just it, it's a lot better. So I mean, it, it, it pick your poison. You know, I'll be there. I'll, I'll be happy to message you, answer any questions. So, awesome. yeah, that's awesome. all, man. And I have one last question for you. Sure. And that question is this: If someone listening could only make one change to highly optimize their life, hmm. what would David Goley suggest that change be? To not do things for other people. And to do things for yourself. And if something makes you happy, don't be afraid to do it. And don't listen to other people who tell you you can't do it. Because if you really believe you can, then I think, you know, the people who are doing great things, they're all people too. And they all started just like any any of us, you know. They all started slow. They all started with nothing and then eventually became what they are. So just just live within your purpose and like we were saying earlier, be congruent. If if you're into something, be into that and don't be afraid to be yourself. And yeah. Words of wisdom, it. my man. Yeah. Yeah. You guys better have heard that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and uh, as I stated in the <laughs> intro, Dave and I have known each other for a long, long time. It's so amazing and refreshing to have the opportunity to watch those you've known since childhood blossom and become the best versions of themselves. If there's one thing I know for sure, it's that life can be a challenging process. And to see Dave traverse the many challenges life has thrown at him and allow those challenges to make him rather than break him serves as an inspiration for me as I'm hoping and intending it to do for each one of you as well. If you listened to this episode with Dave and felt called to dive in deeper to the subject of real estate and how you can begin up-leveling your abundance in finance, your mission, and life as a whole, then please reach out to him to discover all the ways you can embark on that process starting today. Dave, Thank you so much for being one of the realest of the real men. And I've had the pleasure of knowing within my life. And until next time, my brother, journey well, be well. Much love over to you. Namaste. What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show. 
and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, .com, so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build-out, and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, .com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show, and I'm wishing you the best day ever.